effective as I could get today or this week. An interesting story uh, here with Joseph in prison. And we're introduced to two new prisoners, uh, the butler and the baker. And, uh, and just an interesting circumstance that comes as a result of it. Joseph was brought, uh, let's see, not chapter 39, sorry, yeah, end of chapter 39. Um, Joseph's thrown in prison, right? We read this last week, verse number 20. And Joseph's master took him and put him into prison. Uh, and uh, a place where the king's prisoners were bound. So that kind of tells you where Potiphar's position was. He's throwing him in. It's not in your normal prison. It's, the, it's where the king, Pharaoh, throws his prisoners and kind of things as well. Um, not exactly sure what all that entails, but we, we know that it's, he's in a place where he's going to get to meet the king's prisoners pretty soon. Uh, Joseph, verse, tw- verse uh, 21 the Lord was with Joseph and showed him mercy and gave him favor in the sight of the keeper of the prison. And the keeper of the prison committed to Joseph's hand all of the prisoners uh, that were in the prison. And whatsoever they did there, he was the doer of it. The keeper of the prison looked not to anything that was under his hand because the Lord was with him. And that which he did, the Lord made it to prosper. Right, same story as Potiphar's house. Uh, Joseph was put in charge. The way I read it is the keeper of the prison had a pretty easy gig as long as Joseph was in there with him because uh, then he could just kind of let Joseph do, do everything and everything Joseph did turned out pretty good because the Lord was with him. And so we see this progression here. Uh, so he's in prison, verse, chapter 40, verse number 1 through 4 introduces these new men into the story. It came to pass in these things that the butler and the king uh, of the king of Egypt and his baker had offended their lord, the king of Egypt. So what do you have to do to get thrown into prison? And this day and time especially, uh, and in some countries still today, you just make the boss mad and you're in trouble. Um, but it says in verse number 2, And Pharaoh was wroth against two of his officers, against the chief of the butlers and against the chief of the bakers. And he put them inward in the house of the captain of the guard into the prison, the place where Joseph was bound. And the captain of the guard charged Joseph with them, and he served them, and they continued a season in word. Then they had a similar situation. They both had a dream. And they dreamed a dream, both of them, each man his dream. And one night, each man, according to the interpretation of his dream, the butler and the baker of the king of Egypt which were bound in the prison. And Joseph came in unto them in the morning and looked upon them, and behold, they were sad. And he asked Pharaoh's officers that were with him in the, in the ward uh, of his Lord's house, saying, Wherefore look ye so sadly today? And they said unto him, We have dreamed a dream, and there is no interpreter of it. And Joseph said unto them, Do not interpretations belong to God? Tell, them, uh, tell me them, I pray you. So we know that about the butler and the baker, if you've heard this story before. They had dreams, and Joseph comes in, and they look sad. And he says, what's the deal? Why are you so sad? And they said, well, we had a dream, and there's no interpreter of it. You know, think about it. Today's day and time. I have dreams almost every night. And I wake up, and I think, man, that was weird. Uh, But I don't get sad because there's no one to tell me what it means. I know it's a different, different day and age, and back then interpreting dreams apparently was a pretty big deal. 
uh, as there were magicians or wise men and things like that that were supposed to be able to do this for you. And I would love to have had that job because you know they're just making up most of it, right? Okay, tell me your dream. Okay, this is what it means. Um, <laughs> yeah, I mean, probably people, uh, they're like fortune tellers, you know, they're just, some of them demon possessed and maybe could do some things and others are just getting by, getting paid to tell stories and what a good life that would be. But um, uh, nonetheless, we see Joseph saying, well, God can interpret dreams, so tell me what your dream is. And, uh, and so we see them sharing. Let's look at the butler's dream first, verse number 9. Uh, he says, uh, the chief butler told his dream to Joseph and said to him, In my dream, behold, a vine was before me, and in the vine were three branches, and it was as though it budded, or, and her blossoms shot forth, and the clusters thereof brought forth ripe grapes. And Pharaoh's cup was in my hand, and I took the grapes and pressed them into Pharaoh's cup, and I gave the cup into Pharaoh's hand. So there you go. That's the butler's dream. Not vision dream, like his, his goal in life, but that was the dream that he had, okay? And, uh, and so then we see the interpretation of it. Joseph is here. He says in verse number 12, And Joseph said unto, them, unto him, This is the interpretation of it. The three branches are three days. Yet within three days shall Pharaoh lift up thine head and restore thee into thy place, and thou shalt deliver Pharaoh's cup into his hand uh, um, after the former manner when thou wast his butler. There you go. Good news. Uh, three days, you're going to be back where you were just a, just a little while ago. Back, have your job back, doing everything that you do. Everything's good. Everything's dandy. Um, then we see the baker's dream in verse 16. It says, when the chief baker saw that interpretation was good. So he hears the butler's dream. He hears the interpretation of it, and he goes, oh, awesome. Here is my dream. <laughs> Poor baker. Um, he, says, uh, uh, to, he said unto Joseph, I also went, uh, was in my dream, and behold, I had three white baskets on my head. And in the up, uppermost basket, there was of all manner of baked meats for Pharaoh, and the birds that eat them out of the basket upon my head. The interpretation, verse 18, Joseph answered and said, This is the interpretation thereof. The three baskets are three days. You, you can see the baker, right? Yes. <laughs> verse 19, Yet within three days shall Pharaoh lift up thy head from off thee, and shall hang thee on the tree, and the birds shall eat thy flesh from off of thee. How do you think the baker's feeling? <laughs> right? Here's the butler's dream. He says, hey, that was a good dream. Uh, it was a good interpretation of the dream. Here's my dream, Joseph. And Joseph goes, yep, same thing, three days. Baker's excited. Uh, Pharaoh's going to hang you in a tree. <clears throat> not, not as good news for the baker. Sadly, we always feel really bad, and we should, for the baker. Because probably whatever he did didn't deserve to be hanging in a tree. Yet, that's the way it worked out for him and his future. Uh, so that's not good. But what happens? What's the outcome? Verse 20, And it came to pass that the third day, which was Pharaoh's birthday, that he made a feast unto all his servants, and he lifted up the head of the chief butler and of the chief baker among his servants, and he restored the chief butler unto his butlership again, and he gave the cup into Pharaoh's hand. But he hanged the chief baker, as Joseph had interpreted to them. Isn't it interesting, we, we see so little of this story, which always blows my mind, to think of the detail that God gives us versus the details that God doesn't give us. What did the baker do? He offended, offended Pharaoh. We don't know what he did. Uh, what did the butler do? He offended 
Pharaoh. And apparently they did it at the same time or in the same day because they get thrown in together. And, uh, and then on his birthday, he brings them both up for some reason and chooses to keep the butler. I don't know if there was a, something between the butler and the baker. We don't know. This is just, I'm just talking out loud here, um, thinking out loud here. I'm always talking out loud, thinking out loud here. But was there something that, that they did and he had to pick a side, whether he believed the butler or the baker? We don't know. Um, could have been two totally separate situations. We have no idea. It's not given to us. Uh, and I'm just one of those curious guys. It's like, well, what did they do? And why did the butler get reinstated and the baker get hung? Like, it seems like that's a pretty big difference here. I'm not sure what, what was going on. But that's not the important part of the story, right? It's interesting that God gives it to us uh, so that we can know about it. Um, it could have been, you know, God could have just said two guys had dreams. Joseph interpreted the dreams. That led to Pharaoh asking for him to interpret his dream, and voila. But God gave us enough detail here uh, to, to tell us who it was and what happened to both of them, uh, which is intriguing to me, whether it is to you or not, is up to you. Uh, but those are the two dreams and the two guys. Now let's jump back just a little bit, and let's look at Joseph's request here, verse number 14. He gives the, the response to the butler, tells him what his dream means, and he says in verse 14, but think on me when it shall be well with thee, and show kindness, I pray thee, unto me, and make mention of me unto Pharaoh, and bring me out of this house. For indeed I was stolen away out of the land of the Hebrews, and here also I have done nothing that uh, they should put me into this dungeon. So he just says, hey, I'm, 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 you know, I was able to give you this interpretation, if you think of it, can you, can you go and talk to Pharaoh when you get the opportunity and just let him know, I'm not supposed to be here. I was taken out of, out of my homeland. I'm not even supposed to be here, not just in prison. I'm not supposed to be here, uh, you know, and I've done nothing. and I'm here in this dungeon, done nothing wrong. If you could be, he didn't say, tell him I interpreted your dream. He's saying, I am wrongfully imprisoned and I would really like to go home. That's what he's saying. And, uh, and we assume that the butler says yes. Uh, we don't know that for certain, but except we do know in verse 23 that it says, Yet did not the chief butler remember Joseph but forget him. Which again blows my mind. How do you forget Joseph? This guy interpreted a dream that came correct. How are you going to forget that? Every day you're serving Pharaoh this cup that you can think back to your dream that you had about serving Pharaoh this cup and you forget the guy who told you what your dream meant while you watch the other guy. Well, I don't know if they were friends. I don't know how well they knew each other, but you know he got hung just like Joseph said he was going to get hung. And yet he does. He forgets Joseph for a time. What does that mean? I've heard lots of opinions on that. And again, the Bible just gives us this verse on it that he forgets him. Um, but, you know, I've heard people say, well, it doesn't matter. It's all speculation. At the end of the day, the Bible tells us he didn't remember Joseph. He forgot him. Uh, it was not on the top of his mind, uh, which, again, blows my mind. Um, but God answered Joseph instead of the butler answering Joseph. And I think that's an important thing to remember. He asked the butler, remember me. Tell Pharaoh about me. And the butler forgot. But in asking, and I'm sure, I'm assuming, but I'm sure Joseph asked God to. God, can you please get me out of here? I'm not supposed to be here. 
I miss my home, all those kinds of things. And I'm just guessing, but based off of Joseph's life, my, my thinking would be is, and knowing the very little I know about prison of any kind, there's some time to think and some time to talk to God. And so Joseph uh, here is desiring to get out. The butler's not the one that answers Joseph. It's God that answers Joseph. How does God answer Joseph? Well, he gives Pharaoh a dream. Verse number 1, chapter 41. It came to pass at the end of the two full years that Pharaoh dreamed, and behold, he stood by the river, uh, and came up out of the river seven well-favored kine and fat-fleshed, and they fed in a meadow. And behold, seven other kind came up after them out of the river, ill-favored and lean-fleshed, and stood by the other kind upon the brink of the river. And the ill-favored and lean-fleshed kind did eat up the seven well-favored and fat kind. So Pharaoh awoke. It's an interesting dream, right? <laughs> seven fat, well-meated cows and they get eaten up by seven scrawny, skinny, sickly-looking cows. Verse 5, he slept and dreamed a second time. And behold, seven ears of corn came up upon one stalk, rank and good. Now, I grew up where rank wasn't always a good thing, but apparently here it is. Rank and good. Uh, be a rank stranger. No, anyways. And behold, seven thin ears and, bla uh, and blasted with the east wind sprung up after them. And the seven thin ears devoured the seven rank and full ears. And Pharaoh awoke, and behold, it was a dream. I would like to think so. It's kind of an odd thing, right? But again, I love the, the verbiage that's given to us here. Uh, and it came to pass in the morning that his spirit was troubled, and he sent and called for all the magicians in e of Egypt and all the wise men thereof. And Pharaoh told them his dream, but there was none that could interpret them unto Pharaoh. Pharaoh has dreams, two dreams. Similar, but different, right? Uh, one with cows and one with corn. Uh, but the same thing happens, and he wakes up, and he's like, I need to know what this means. So he calls all the people who he pays to tell him what his dreams mean, and none of them could figure it out. And again, what kind of blows my mind is how did someone not make something up? <laughs> right? So maybe they, were, maybe they were possessed, or maybe they had uh, a weird power of some sort. But either way, no one could interpret this dream. And so two years after being released from prison, verse number 9, then spake the chief butler unto Pharaoh, saying, I do remember my faults this day. And he tells him, there's a guy in prison. He interpreted my dream. He interpreted the baker's dream. And both of them came true. He says in verse 12, uh, there was there with us a young man, a Hebrew servant to the captain of the guard. And we told him, and he interpreted to us our dreams, to each man according to his dream. He did interpret. And so we see this, uh, this finally, uh, this remembrance, right? And so Pharaoh, verse number 14, uh, he sent and called for Joseph. And uh, they brought him hastily out of the dungeon. And he shaved himself and changed his raiment and came in unto Pharaoh and Pharaoh said unto Joseph, I have dreamed a dream, and there is none that can interpret it. And I have heard say of thee that thou canst understand a dream to interpret it. Uh, so he's, he's really curious about this dream. This has really got him shook. Uh, you know, I can understand the cows, I guess, to a degree, the corn. I, I don't know. I guess they thought about dreams differently then than we do now. But um, he wants to understand it. So he calls in Joseph. Joseph gets cleaned up. He comes in, which is a good reminder that even though Joseph was in charge in prison, it still wasn't fun, 
right? He had to shave, he had to change his clothes, he had to get cleaned up because he was not presentable to the king. Uh, that's a good reminder, too, because I think sometimes we can think, well, he was in charge, so he must have had it pretty plush. Well, I mean, he calls it a dungeon, um, you know, and he has to get cleaned up, which I would think any prisoner would have to get cleaned up, but you get the idea. It still wasn't, it was not a good situation that Joseph was in. Look at Joseph's humility in verse 16. And Joseph answered Pharaoh, saying, uh, uh, It is not in me. God shall give Pharaoh an answer of peace. Just like when he said to Potiphar's wife, that uh, how can I do this great sin against God? He's coming back with Pharaoh and he's saying, I, don't, I can't interpret your dream, uh, but God can. Which, it's a testimony, right? It's a witness to other people. It's not about me, it's about him. And, uh, and so Joseph was humble in this. He gives the meaning of the dream. Look down in verse 25. Because uh, we, we just read through the story again. So verse 25, uh, uh, we're past the dreams. And Joseph said unto Pharaoh, the dream of Pharaoh is one. So both dreams mean the same thing. God has showed Pharaoh that he, what he is about to do. The seven good kind are seven years, and the seven good years are seven years. The dream is one. And the seven thin and ill-favored kind that came up after them are seven years, and the seven empty years blasted with the east wind shall be seven years of famine. This is the thing which I have spoken unto Pharaoh. What God is about to do, he showeth unto Pharaoh. Behold, there come seven years of great plenty throughout all the land of Egypt, and there shall arise after them seven years of famine, and all the plenty shall be forgotten in the land of Egypt, and the famine shall consume the land. Um, continue through verse 32. Uh, let's see here. Yeah. And the plenty shall not be known in the land by reason of that famine following, for it shall be very grievous. And for that the dream was doubled unto Pharaoh twice. It is because the thing is established by God, and God will shortly bring it to pass. So we see this, um, this what this dream means. It's, it's not great. It's not as bad as the baker, but it's not great. Uh, right? Seven years of plenty, followed by seven years of famine. And it's going to be a pretty big and bad ordeal. Hence, God gave it to you twice. This is what God's about to do. Now, don't all of us sit there and think, man, I wish I could have a dream and have someone tell me what it means and it tells me what God's going to do for the next 14 years. Like, that'd be nice. Uh, it'd be great, you know, when we started the church to know exactly how it was going to lay out. It would have caused a lot less sleepless nights and a lot more agonizing at times uh, to know what was going to happen. Uh, but here, Joseph, because of God, gives the Pharaoh what his dream means. Now look at Joseph's advice, verse 33. He says, Now therefore let Pharaoh look out a man discreet and wise and set him over the land of Egypt. Let Pharaoh do this and let him appoint officers over the land and take up the fifth part of the land of Egypt in the seven plenteous years and let them gather all the food of those good years that come and lay up corn under the hand of Pharaoh and let them keep food in the cities. And that food shall be for store to the land against the seven years of famine but shall be in this land of Egypt, uh, that the land perish not through the famine. Incredibly wise advice. Now, did God give him that with the interpretation of the dream? Um, was Joseph one of these guys that, uh, because God was with him, just had good wisdom? Um, that's where I tend to lean. Uh, but again, that's not given to us here. But, but he, he does the dream, he interprets the dream, he says, here's what God's going to do to you. And from what we read, 
Pharaoh doesn't go, what should I do? Joseph just says, may I share some, a thought with you that maybe it would be wise if during the plenteous years you took a fifth of everything that, came, that grew and store it up so that when the famine comes, there's food for everyone um, when they run out of their own stuff. And, and he suggests that Pharaoh put some people in charge of this, that he has some people that their job is to manage the food saving process, storing process, so that when the famine does come, everything's good to go. Uh, Pharaoh, uh, he, he saw what Potiphar saw, and he saw what Joseph's brothers could not see. Look in verse 37. And the thing was good in the eyes of Pharaoh and in the eyes of all his servants. And Pharaoh said unto his servants, Can we find such a one as this, as this is, a man in whom the Spirit of God is? And Pharaoh said unto Joseph, For as much as God has showed thee all this, uh, there is none so discreet and wise as thou art. Thou shalt be over my house, and according to unto thy word shall all my people be ruled. Only in the throne will I be greater than thou. What did Pharaoh see that, that uh, and Potiphar start too, that Joseph's brothers didn't see? Hey, God's with this guy. The brothers, they got jealous. Right? They, they heard the dreams of Joseph and they said, you're our little brother. And they got jealous. Did that mean that they believed the dreams? I, again, just opinion, I think they kind of did. I think they realized something here is different than us. Um, his father took the time to think on what he was saying. So I think he believed it also. But Pharaoh and Potiphar both go, man, God's with you. So we're going to basically follow you. Now, technically, he was underneath both of them, but both of them said, everything I have is yours. And this is the king of the land. He says, only on the throne will I be greater. What that tells me is I'm going to listen to you. And by my positions greater than you, you can't boss me around, but I'm going to listen to you because God's with you. And for Pharaoh to see it, for Potiphar to see it and for the brothers to ignore it is intriguing to me. And we'll see how that comes back around to the brothers next week. But uh, verse 46, the Bible says, I'm on the wrong page. And Joseph was 30 years old when he stood before Pharaoh, king of Egypt. And Joseph went out from the presence of Pharaoh and went throughout all the land of Egypt. 30 years old. Back in chapter 37, verse 2, Joseph was 17 years old when he had his dreams. 13 years since Joseph's dreams. It's all starting to take place. It's all unfolding. Ah, the rest of the story. It's coming. 13 years we don't know exactly how much time went on from the telling of his dreams to his brothers to the selling him off, but we assume it's a short period of time. So somewhere between, my, and I'm just guessing, somewhere between 10 and 12 years maybe, Potiphar's house, prison, that's, that's a good bit of time that he's... he's faithfully doing what God wants them to do in the place that God placed them. And I would assume, 
could be wrong. I would assume Joseph thought about these dreams that he had when he was 17. And I've always been told, you know, oh, Joseph was probably kicking himself for telling his brother these dreams. I don't think so. And again, just opinion. But I think that he sat in Potiphar's house and in prison, and he thought about those dreams, faithfully believing them to come to, come to fruition. And it is interesting that God gave him the ability to interpret the butler and baker's dreams and Pharaoh's dreams. To think that, that God wouldn't give him the interpretation of his dreams would seem a little, a little wild. And I, he understood his dreams, right? Sun, moon, stars, the sheaves, all bow down to my sheaf. Um, and then the other dream. What was the other dream? Star, uh, no, Stars. Yeah, sun, moon, stars bow down, and then the, the sheaves bow down also. Got the two of them mixed together. And I just got to believe that he's sitting here thinking and understanding and knowing that this is what God has for me. How? I have no idea. When? I have no idea. But I had a dream that this was going to take place. And I've watched other people's dreams come true. Why wouldn't mine come true? And the answer, by the way, is why wouldn't his come true would, would, have, would have been because he was disobedient. But we read of Joseph being faithful in every situation he was in. And now we see him being promoted at the age of 30. What a young buck, right? <laughs> it seems younger and younger every day. At the age of 30, he's got, he's got quite the gig. He went straight from prison. To running a country or a nation, however you want to call it. It's incredible. But why? Why did he do that? Because Joseph was a good boy. No. To some degree you could say yes, but no, it's because God was with him. Why was God with him? Because Joseph was a good boy. He was obedient. We got a lot of young people in the room today. So I want all you young people to look at me. Everybody looking? Everybody awake? All right, good, 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 good. Joseph was blessed by God because Joseph did what he was supposed to do. You've heard the verse, children, obey your parents in the Lord for this is right. You know that verse. You've been taught that verse. You've probably memorized that verse. <laughs> do that verse. I'm not saying you're going to be king or queen of a country, all right? I'm not promising you that. But obey your parents and obey God and let God do things in your life that right now, as young people, you, you have these big dreams maybe, but God's got something special for your life. And if you don't obey him, you'll not get to that point. You won't get to see that special thing. But if you do obey him, he's going to take you something as you get older, that I promise you'll absolutely love. All right? So obey God. In order to do that, you got to obey your parents. It's important. Let's pray. Lord, thank you for your love for us. Thank you for rewarding our faithfulness. Even in our obedience, we're not worthy of what you can offer us. Uh, but, Lord, we're thankful that you're willing to uh, take our lives and use them for your will. And God, I pray that you'd help these young people to understand the importance, even now, of obeying you. I pray that you'd help us old people, too, to understand the importance of obeying you. 
And Lord, I just pray that we would be able to see you working through our lives. And, and Lord, I pray that other people can see you working through our lives. That we can be a living testimony of who you are and what you're capable of. So Lord, help us to impact people around us by doing what you want us to do. Help us to learn from Joseph's life. Lord, thank you for the great lessons we can learn from him and for the lessons we'll, we'll look at next week as well. Uh, Lord, use this to, to impact us, I pray in Jesus' name. Amen.